there. How's it going, everybody? That's right. If you can hear my voice, it's another magical episode of the Coven Podcast. I am here as your host, Daily Wilhelm. Joining me today is the lovely... Wes Womble. Whoa, I'm lovely? Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Aww. <laughs> Aww. <laughs> That's how I usually yeah. throw out introductions. I do too, other. but I've never actually heard it from like the other end. You know what I mean? I'm usually the one saying it to <laughs> other people. You're, so. you're in the lovely seat Thank tonight. Thank you. And in the wonderful seat tonight... Aww. Is your uh, druid of decibels, Cora Wilson? Hey, hi. How's I it going, everybody? Name. What would Wes's witch name be? Mm. You know what I mean? Hmm. You could pick important. a cardinal direction like Dalton was forced <laughs> into, or uh, we're generally going with sound devices. We could make it a pun like the Wicked Witch of the West. Yeah, that's. I was uh, just no. I was uh, just okay. thinking that. I was like, why don't you be the wicked witch of the West? West, the wicked witch. <laughs> Wait, it's gonna, it's gonna be a tongue twister. For Semantics, me. you know. Yeah, what I mean? semantics. Okay, so now that you've got your witch identity, I feel included. Yeah, welcome. Now we can officially discuss. Welcome, witch of the West, of the coven. But uh, so speaking of big names, big titles, the Grammys happened. Is it already two weeks ago, last weekend? I believe it was last weekend. Yeah, two, well. Or maybe my sense of time is Not this past weekend, but the weekend before that. Right, okay. So as of recording, this is a Monday. It wasn't this past Sunday, but the Sunday before that. We're timely though. We're we're on it because uh, there was a lot of dust that had to settle after this Grammys Mm -hmm. uh, in terms of who won and who glaringly didn't. Mm -hmm. Um, And the same goes for uh, the upcoming Oscar Awards, which we will be talking about yes. later on in the podcast. Yes. But right now, in terms of uh, chronologically, in order of which awards uh, ceremony happens witch. first, which <laughs> the witch puns, they're here. Congrats. That's what I bring to the table. <laughs> uh, so the big thing about the Grammys this year was that Beyonce lost out mm-hmm. on Again. song, record, and album of the year to Adele. Yeah. Who has won many times? So many, all of the above. Um, we all love Adele. So the yeah, the albums uh, in question here was uh, Adele's. It's twenty three. She always twenty five. Yeah, I thought it was yeah. twenty five. Ding. Okay, I need to catch up. And mm-hmm. uh, Beyonce's Lemonade. You're two years behind them. No. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Come on. So these these are very two very different albums they in were. terms of uh, a who's listening to them and b the actual sound itself. Mm-hmm. Um, but they blew up in their own ways. Uh, Beyonce's Lemonade, the like videos, the film. It's a film. It's technically a film. Yeah. Uh, exploded. Mm-hmm. It was amazing. Uh, and but we of course hear Hello every two minutes on the radio. Also with Hello, it blew up in different forms of media even snl did a skit involving hello i love that skit i can't tell you um because right around the time hello uh came out i was working in a restaurant and like legit every other song was Mm -hmm. hello like i'm not even kidding like it played at least like six or seven times on the shift but like you know when you actually pay attention to music when you're working you know what i mean but oh my god and she had the two other songs that went fairly viral Mm mm-hmm 
I believe so. I forget what they are at the moment. Fire to the Rain, probably. Yes. uh, Was it? Well, this album. Oh, this album. I have no idea. I was going to say, I'm just thinking of popular Adele songs. I mean, when it's an Adele song, you know you're going to hear it eventually Mm -hmm. one way or another. But that was the difference between Adele and Beyonce, was that like when Adele's songs came out, some of them came out as singles, which, you know, you normally do when you release an album. Mm -hmm. And, you know, when you think of her album, you think of Hello. Like, it's, it's the most prominent song on that album. And with Beyonce... I mean, commercially, great move on her part to suddenly be like album drop with like all of these videos and all the songs mm-hmm. and blah. But, but no, it, you never. I've never heard it on the radio. Yeah. I've never seen it, you know, on anywhere but YouTube. And even then, I have to go searching for yeah, it. it. And is, it, it was very much something you have to seek out yourself. And yep. it's on no other platform other than title. Mm-hmm. Like it's not on Spotify. It's you know, it's you can hardly really find it on YouTube and. Yeah. yeah. She kind of made it hard for she made it really, people really to hard. get into it. That's kind of almost on Beyonce herself. Like, mm-hmm. um, you, you can't just, I mean, Kanye did it. God, what was that? Like, um, what was that, a year ago Life now? Of Pablo? Yeah, yeah, that was a year, year and a half ago mm-hmm. now, um, where he just released it on Title, and people were pissed. Like, yeah. it was just on Title. They were like, we want to buy your music. We want to listen to it, but you're making it actively harder for your mm-hmm. fans to find your music. Like, and I think that at least played a little bit of the role in, like, why she maybe didn't win this award. Um, I remember reading on Reddit, it was a quote from, um, God, I can't remember which musician, um, but it was talking about this situation where um, Adele beat out Beyonce. Where um, They compared the two artists. Um, Adele um, is purely a singer. She's not really a performer. She just needs one spotlight, one mic. Yep. You know what I mean? And she, it works for yep. her. Beyonce um, is a performer where she needs her backup dancers, all these other things, um, just to kind of help her. Not help her, but um, amplify her. Amplify, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, it does a lot. Get her like meaning across, um, and that's fine. That they can both do that. More power to both of them in yeah. their own styles. But um, as far as the Grammys go, the grammar, the Grammys are more looking for the singer type. You know what I mean? Right. Mm-hmm. Attitude, the individual so, yeah. voice versus all the other aspects that go yeah. into that. And like Beyonce and Adele probably are on par with each other about you know with their singing abilities. But when I'd you really so. take away like when you take away Adele's music video for Hello. Mm-hmm. And then when you take away, say, um, Beyonce's music video for From White Formation, mm-hmm. and you just look at the bare bones of each song and each artist's ability to sing, rap, etc., Adele is stronger, yep. which, um, you know, it's not because of their race or anything else or their gender or anything. It's just that's fact. Adele is stronger. And it that's why she won. Uh, Wes is right. When the Grammys look at it, you look at it as a singer, not just a performer. Yep. Right. I think Adele herself, though, I was surprised with what she said when she got her award is that she was surprised that she Mm -hmm. did over Beyonce. She said, quote, uh, I can't possibly accept this award and I'm very humbled and I'm very grateful, but in gracious, but my artist of my life is Beyonce. Mm -hmm. Uh, and the uh, this album for me, the Lemonade album, is so monumental and so well thought out and so beautiful. I mean, to be fair, um, the Grammys are very much like a political PR event for you know like each yeah. artist. Yes. So um, while I doubt um, Adele said this like you know not truthfully at all, you know there's probably a bit of truth in there. But mm-hmm. again, this is just kind of PR building in my eyes for Adele. You know what I mean? You know, mention that. Um, it was probably between those two for um, album of the year. Adele knows that, so she's going to concede and say, "Okay, I still like Beyonce. Um, you guys yeah. shouldn't hate on her at all." So yeah, and, you know what I mean. Little, like you could, 
uh, they specifically had the cameras set up to look back and forth from them, and it was like kind yeah. of like a tearful reaching well, out from. And both. then and mm-hmm. then Beyonce stood up and was like, "No, you know, you're my artist. I respect you." Yeah, like which almost shows a solidarity between both of them because you notice that whenever Beyonce loses. Beyonce never says anything. She's just someone like, else oh, okay, someone else says something. It's like Beyonce. Yeah. <laughs> it's like Beyonce should have won. And she's like, I mean, but I didn't. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And when you look at um, like Beyonce's album as a whole, yeah, you know, it's really cohesive. It goes together. But that's the difference between her album and Adele's is that Adele's separately, there's a story to each song. But together, it's, it makes an entire album with Beyonce, each song cannot be alone. Like it ha- it almost you has to, to have be. The album. Yeah, you it's have the to album have versus the individual songs, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. which is unfortunate to say because it is a great piece of work. It mm-hmm. is, but it's it can only be seen cohesively, not separately. Yeah, there's yep. there's a little bit more demand in that, and we've talked about before people's shrinking attention spans. So you're mm-hmm. you're going to need to yeah. sit down and listen to the whole yeah. Lemonade album, watch the whole film mm-hmm. versus hear hello Mm -hmm. every other minute in a restaurant somewhere (laughs) yeah yeah i definitely feel like generally what we're saying here is it's kind of hard because it's kind of like comparing apples to oranges yeah they're both so different you can't just say this one is better than the other for this reason because they're both again as cora said it they're equal but they do different things with their talent is what it is so right and I'm all for not comparing women to each other oh, and then yeah. promoting women being really competitive with each other because that doesn't get us very far in the no. end. No. So I, I think there's, it's not, I think between them, there's no beef. No. There's no, no beef. They're definitely not. No, I, no beef at all. I think other people and oh, yeah. the media as a whole created the beef the beef the media uh, are trying to create the beef they're like Odell and Beyonce in yeah. the ring gets clicks, man. It's like, you know what I mean yeah. like yeah. you see Twitter beef like between two mm-hmm. artists you're like oh boy it's going down like mm-hmm. but uh I definitely feel like there's not a beef necessarily between Beyonce and Adele but maybe with Beyonce fans and supporters and the yeah. institution that is the Grammys yeah especially uh even Beyonce's sister we decided Solange. Solange. Solange Knowles. She tweeted, but then deleted, uh, quote, create your own committees, build your own institutions, give your friends awards, award yourself, and be the gold you want a gold, my G's. Again, yeah, I'm pretty sure, sh- like, gold you want a gold. Like, I feel like that gold should be give? gold you want to give, but I don't know. Right. And then there was another tweet following this one. There have only been two black winners in the last 20 years for Album of the Year. There have been over 200 black artists who have performed, uh, which is true. Yeah. That's yeah. just facts. Yeah. And, you know, that that is unfortunate because there have been many amazing black artists. And there have been black artists that have been awarded. Mm-hmm. Um, Alicia Keys, other names that I currently are blanking right now. <laughs> right. But, you yeah. know, like there have been other black artists that have um, won. Um, and you know that doesn't make up for the fact that none of them have won album of the year. Right. But they have been recognized for their talents, and mm-hmm. you know, but there still is that large gap of well, that is true. Solange. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. I guess <laughs> album of the year for me, I understand why that's such a big mm-hmm. picking point because it's looking at an entire work that you created instead of parts of it because your voice is just one part of it, mm-hmm. your mm-hmm. Uh, single is just one part of it versus an entire cohesive thing that you've put together and probably worked on for probably over a year necessarily. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, 
And so I can see that as being like, yes, I want that kind of reward. I want that kind of recognition for what I put into this over necessarily the one bit about yeah. like best artist or best single. And I don't know what it is about the Grammys. Um, the Oscars kind of do the same thing, but um, Oscars a little less so than the Grammys. Um, each award for the Grammys, I feel like probably about 90% of the artists don't really care all that much about winning the award. I believe it was um, somebody from Pearl Jam, I believe, was cleaning out the basement of their house and they found like their old like dusty Man. Grammy that they just, they some of them just don't care. Like yeah. for them, it's just a formality. Okay, yeah, I'll accept this award. But um, some of them just go back to writing music immediately and that's what they do. They don't care if it wins awards or not. They wrote it because they wanted to write it. You know what I mean? Right. And I feel like that's where most of the artists are coming from. Um, they're just... It's that loud minority, I feel like, mm -hmm. which is just kind of vocalizing their opinions more so than the other artists. Which right. I understand why the minority is like, you know, art artists should be recognized yeah. formally for these things. Like, you know, why is it that this band, um, you know, gets to be recognized for this work when, you know, years ago, the same person around the same age and the same time, you know, wrote basically essentially the same sounding things mm -hmm. why aren't they being recognized so i can understand why they'd be loud about it because yeah. they should be recognized yeah there's but... a certain amount of validation mm -hmm. that mm -hmm. i feel comes yeah. with awards in uh not only that recognition that like you did a thing yay go you but you did a thing that merits people's attention and people's respect. I think respect yeah. is more. It's it's definitely a respect thing. It's again the the award itself holds like zero value. It's right. being given the award. Two hundred dollars on eBay. Yeah, but, seriously. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> like it like it's not that the award has value. It's the it's the gesture behind it. Right is what I'm saying. Right. Like, that's the thing that people industry, really need to focus on. It's an industry being like yes, this is good stuff. Yeah. We recognize it and we validate it, which I think is a lot more uh, relevant to, I guess, the saltiness and uh, frustration behind last year when Taylor Swift's album, yeah. 1989, yep. won over to Pimp a Butterfly by mm -hmm. Kendrick Lamar. And again, it's, it's apples to oranges. You kind of can't compare yeah. the two. But, but at the same time, I feel like Kendrick Lamar's music went a little bit deeper than Taylor Swift's. It mm -hmm. had more content. And, you know, Taylor Swift, when you look at Taylor Swift as an overall artist, um, you know, the stereotypes that all of her music are about, you know, exes and everything. Mm -hmm. When you look at her music, it is kind of the same thing. Yeah. She's essentially a broken record. Yeah. And, you know, you know, no matter how her lyrics change a little bit or you know anything, it's that's where I can understand and really also sort of get a little bit irritated with the loud minority of she's written the same thing every single album yeah. yeah the same thing and Kendrick Lamar has created you know created something that had depth and you know difference and you know it was a different music category but it was still you know a beautiful you know, album yeah. and she won over yeah. mm -hmm. that and yeah. it is frustrating to see an artist who constantly wins the same award for basically the same music year right. after it's, year it's kind of saying like this is what we want we want the formulaic pop music yeah. versus mm -hmm. something that's trying to say something differently and trying to say something very culturally significant at yeah. the moment because yep. uh to pimp a butterfly kind of served as the unofficial anthem for the black lives matter movement mm -hmm. which uh him not winning album of the year then kind of felt like 
a step away from the Grammys supporting that movement or supporting the general feelings of, hey, let's point out there's some serious flaws in institutions within the United States. And maybe then that just furthers points out that there's some flaws in the Grammys as well. I feel like you should award an album and an artist for the depth of their lyrics and their creation rather than what's extremely popular. And um, by you know, looking at and showing that artists are different. The Grammy I think the Grammys did make a mistake in not showing that, you know, you know, music and theater and all these arts, they help, you know, transcend and talk about things that, you know, other people may not be able to talk about. Right. And by not recognizing that, I think they did make a mistake. It's a matter of I am I actually have no idea and feel free to inform me here. Um I have no idea how the um Grammys picks their award winners, you know what I mean? Yeah. What they factor into each award. I'm curious to see if album of the year factors in overall sale because it might, you know what I mean? Yeah. And I'm pretty sure um, 1989 probably outsold To Pimp a Butterfly, even though I enjoy To Pimp a Butterfly a lot more than 1989. Yeah. Never really been a Taylor Swift fan, you know what I mean? Yeah. But um, they could factor that in. It could just be because, um, I mean, a lot of there was there was that um, group of people who loved To Pimp a Butterfly, but um. Mostly, you had to go find them. Um, 1989, you heard it everywhere. Yeah. Again, it goes back to that thing where I can hear this and immediately know it's Taylor Swift. You right. know what I mean? Like, it's. I don't think um, there is a little bit of um, the institutional fault, but um, I don't think it's as deep as people want to believe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, they can make mistakes. They could um, just choose that. But again, um, if people really want to focus on the issue, focus on the issue itself and not scream and shout about who should have won. You know what I mean? Right. Try and tackle the issue itself, not things that have already happened. But yeah. I'm noticing a trend here. Um, you know, when we were talking about Hello and, you know, Formation mm-hmm. and how Formation wasn't played on the radio, but Hello was. Same thing with, like, what you just said, Wes. Taylor, yep. you heard Taylor everywhere. Yep. everywhere. You didn't hear Kendrick at all. Yep. So I'm wondering, is that the fault of, like, the radio's not playing it? because, Or is it the artist saying, don't play it? Because, you know, most of the time I know that once an artist releases music, it's up to the DJs to pick the music to play. So... Is it the fault of the artists for how they release it, or is it the fault of the DJs for not playing it and not um, exposing people to that music? To say a little bit about the DJs, um, it really depends on the station um, they work for it, because they do have um, sometimes guidelines they have to follow mm-hmm. on what music they can and cannot play. Mm-hmm. Um, so stuff like um, To Pimp a Butterfly may not necessarily you know, go through the censor check, quote unquote, right. you know what I mean? Like. Um, and it, that's not to say it shouldn't be played on radio, but yeah. that's kind of where it might be coming from. So, Which, you know, is unfortunate, which mm-hmm. is probably why, you know, sometimes these artists don't win because they don't get exposed enough because mm-hmm. of censorship rules. And even if, mm-hmm. you know, you do make radio edit, edits of these songs, sometimes if you it, radio edit for appropriateness, kind of takes away from yeah. the song. Yeah. yeah. Or in the end, there's nothing there even because I don't think that it's necessarily right to say, well, you have to write for mm-hmm. radio. You have to write something that you know they're going to want to, the masses are going to want to play over and over again. Yeah. Because that just stifles us all and makes us all playing Taylor Swift over and over and over again. Which yeah. I don't um, want to do. Yeah, which <laughs> in general, in theory, uh, monetarily, that works out really well. Mm-hmm. But uh, does it do anything for art? Does it 
speak for a movement does it etc like the more important things i guess uh yeah it's just kind of that hard line of like where why do we pick what we pick mm-hmm. who dictates that and i mean we're going to talk with about the oscars in a little bit uh a lot of the people who are actually voting on what movies get what it's like 98 percent white dudes yeah white straight males yeah so that says a lot about that Mm -hmm. Uh but um i do think that maybe after this year's grammys more people are recognizing that more people Mm -hmm. sat out this year frank ocean who may who was the one that made the big post specifically about 1989 getting album of the year over to pimp a butterfly um he sat out even though i think it was him or Drake. One of their albums was nominated. Yeah, I think I think it might have been Frank's. Yeah, but regardless, both of them yeah. were there. Yeah. Um, specifically, Frank Ocean said, uh, the institution that is the Grammys certainly has a nostalgic importance. Uh, it just doesn't seem to be representing very well for the people who come from where I come from and hold down what I hold down. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which... Yeah, you can't argue with that. No. Which a few arguments I saw against him was that like, well, why do you have a say when, you know, we've been waiting years and years for your new album <laughs> <Man>. <laughs> and you haven't released it, but yeah. you keep saying you will. So, yeah, but I don't think that's a sound argument. He should but, still have an opinion. Yeah. But but where's that album? Yeah, where's that album? <laughs> Where where's is that it? album, though? Waiting, Come on, dude. man. So uh, I mentioned it already. I don't I mean, we can't kind of have a deciding opinion on the Grammys because it's just there's a lot mm-hmm. happening in there are that. Too many factors going into it that a lot of people a lot of people seem to focus on like one or two and pick those out and say these are what needs to change. Well you can't just say pick these like factors of the event and then change only those because then it changes other things as well. You have yeah. to change the event as a whole. You can't just say, I don't like this, let's change specifically this. Yeah. I think it's it's a conduit to say I think society as a whole needs to recognize yeah. black artists more. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. And uh, I think movements like that, people specifically pointing that out, can get traction because what we saw with hashtag Oscars so white, um, which mm-hmm. we did a whole episode on, so you can check that out in the archives that are the coven. Um, last year. And the year before, the hashtag Oscars So White went around because for uh, the second year in a row, all 20 actors nominated in lead and supporting acting categories were white, which this before 2015, something like this hadn't happened since 1998. Oh. So there mm-hmm. was a significant gap yeah. between a clear bias mm-hmm. yeah. um, and whether that's bias in casting or biased in... Uh, awards for merit in roles played but uh, so just for some backstory last year it was Creed and Straight Outta Compton were entirely Mm -hmm. excluded from the Oscars and Straight Outta Compton was I remember seeing it on social media like everyone I knew went to go see Straight Outta Compton right like everyone wanted to go see Straight Outta Compton. I think Straight Outta Compton was actually, actually did pretty well in its first two weeks, if I remember right. Yeah. And two weeks. Creed, ex- Creed had a supporting actor, but that supporting actor was Sylvester Stallone. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, yeah. Yeah. 
Straight Outta Compton's a great film. I'm actually just Googling right here. Um, box office for Straight Outta Compton um, total as of right now is $201.6 million. So, I mean, Ooh. it made a lot. Um, as far as its budget, I can look that up in a second. But, I mean, like, it's it did well um, critically yeah. and, you know, in public eye. You know what I mean? So, it's really not a matter of, like, um, let me just Google the actual film yeah. itself. But um, it's really not a matter of, like, what am I trying to say here? I'm like trying to do two things. <laughs> it doesn't work. It doesn't work. It doesn't you know, work. But, um, it's budget. Yeah. Um, it's budget I'll look that up in a second. But really, it's not a matter of like. Um, it's re- <sighs> See, here's the thing about Straight Outta Compton. I love the film itself. Um, mm-hmm. I own it. Um, I've watched it at least like three times. It's a fantastic film. Um, I do believe uh, screenwriting for it was great. Um, but you can't, again, just pick out one aspect of the film and then cry about that take the film as a whole yeah look at what it did well people are picking out um the screenwriters being white specifically for that and i get that um they wanted the actors themselves to win but i mean you have people like idris elba go up for it you had people like Mm -hmm. denzel washington Mm -hmm. in those same roles trying for those you had other movies where actors might have been more prominent in those roles you can't just pick out this film should have won this because i believe so you have to say I watch every one of these films, compare them with an open mind, no bias, and then say, this is what I feel should have won. Um, and, yeah, I'm getting a little heated about this. But, I mean, like, and again, it's really not a matter of we should react to this at the Oscars. It's really not a matter of filmmakers should try and include more minorities. They should, obviously, but um, they should be focusing on making films that people want to see, films people enjoy, films that are topical. Right. If that's what's topical going forward go for it. You yeah. know what I mean? I'm not going to stop you. I'll actually enjoy seeing it because political topical films are some of my favorite. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. I think, see, part of the thing that people especially pointed out was that there weren't a lot of movies featuring mm-hmm. uh, black actors or black actresses, mm-hmm. whereas you're always going to have a movie with white people in it. Oh, yeah. Million on the budget, by the way, so it made $150 million. Dang. Yeah. yeah mm-hmm. Which is considerable. Yeah. A plus um, plus. And then also considerable, uh, Beast of No Nation, which was kind of great a film. little bit, yeah, it was yeah. a great film, but mm-hmm. a little more indie, I guess. Yeah. Uh, yeah. With Idris Elba, it was not considered at all for anything. And no. that does raise a lot of questions about like the criteria that goes into mm-hmm. why movies are included or why they're excluded. Like, is there like I know there is like, you know, for the Grammys and for um, movies, because there are some movies that come out like, you know, December of the previous year and then right. they're up for yeah. the Oscars the next year or they come out. You know, the so there is always very there is a yeah. there is a deadline for Oscars and Grammys. But um you wonder, like, okay, does it have to be a certain length? Does it have to have a certain number of actors? Does it have to have a certain type of story? Like, yep. does is you know, is that how it's categorized? You know, how, what criteria, you know, do these people, you know, have to go by? And I think that if uh, the Oscars and the Grammys really, <laughs> you know, bare bonesing it, but like really, honestly, just like publish like. This is our rubric for right. how yeah. we do things. Then I feel like a lot more people would be less confused as to why Beyonce lost or why, yeah. um, you know, these, you know, supporting actor and leading actor awards didn't have any of these, um, you know, people other than, you know, white yeah. going up for the people award. Of color. Yeah. Um, people of color and, you know, Asian American and Latino, Hispanic, you know. It would make, you know, because like this year, you know, I feel like a lot of people are thinking that, okay, um, the Rebel one movie that that had a diverse cast. Some of those have to be Mm -hmm. Rogue One. Why did I say Rebel? (laughs) (laughs) 
because that's what you do in it. It took me a second. I was like, is she talking? Yeah, I'm pretty sure yeah. she's talking about Star Wars. Wow, one, Rebel One, yeah. go Cora. Anyway, Rogue One. Yeah. I don't Rogue Rebel. Um, you think that you know a lot of people are expecting for that movie to go up for several awards for award at least award nominations. So mm-hmm. you know if they don't, I feel like a lot of people are going to be outraged. But again, it goes back to the point I made that if they just like published their rubric as to well you know everyone liked this film you know in the public but the reason it didn't get into these categories is this right and you know if it does exist um i've never seen it and i haven't been able to find it anywhere um but you know i feel like that would help the minorities when they when they talk about representation or when they talk about um people of color and Hispanic and Latino and, you know, Asian Americans not winning. Yeah. Like they would be like, okay, well now I understand why, mm-hmm. you know, Lucy Liu or, you know, um, Denzel Washington or Idris Elba didn't win these, you know, awards that yeah. they were nominated for right. it, or even it's nominated. All, it's all kind of uh, cloak and dagger. It's yeah. very mm-hmm. secretive how they do it. But uh, there is like the one shred of information I could find in a 2012 report uh, so the people who actually vote on who gets what in the Oscars, uh, 94% of them were Caucasian and 77% of them were male. Oh. And I mean, not to be like, straight yeah. white dudes are racist. I think we're all a little racist if you yeah. grow up with white privilege. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's just something you have to acknowledge. Yeah. That's your yeah. place to own up to. But uh, especially with age gaps i would say Mm -hmm. um older white men tend to be a little racist and that can definitely factor in there somehow no one's perfect no one can entirely get rid of yeah bias yeah and that's that's the thing i think people need to focus on is um the fact that you just threw out that statistic where it was 94 uh percent caucasian and 77 percent male um that's the film world as it is yeah you know what i mean like that's what you're going into when you are an actor, when you are a filmmaker, when you are like a score writer, anything really, anything that goes into making a film, that's the world you're walking into. Yeah. That's the issue in my mind people need to focus on is how do we get this to be more diverse? And I think it'll reflect in the Oscars. You know what I mean? Yeah. Right. You can't just say, um, I feel like this one movie out of all of them say, I mean, Moonlight is up for a ton of awards this year, but say Moonlight wasn't. Um, yeah. Say a lot of people saw Moonlight, um, saw it wasn't up for awards and then cried outrage. Um, you need to make it so not just like, those token films just come up every so often. You need to make it so those films are a regular thing. You know what I mean? Right. You can't just say, I'll have one of these every like few years and then that'll, you know, satisfy the public. We need to, you know, make sure people are wanting to write about this. People are wanting to act in it. People are wanting to score for it. That's the issue. Yeah. You can't just say the Oscars are so white just because, you know, I mean, granted it is representative, but I mean, like you can't just say the Oscars are so white and stop there. You have to look at the entire industry as a whole. I I agree because, like, you know, when you look at it, like, um, seeing, you know, movies and films like Straight Outta Compton or even recent ones like Hidden Figures shouldn't be a, Mm -hmm. oh, my God, there's a movie about this. There's a movie about black women. And it sucks because then you also look at the credits of these movies. Like, like when you look at the remake of Ghostbusters, whether or not the remake was good or not, the majority of that movie were women. Now, again, they were mostly white women when you really look at it, which, you know, that's also an issue. But, again, the inclusion that was mostly a woman-made film and it got so much flack like yeah it didn't mostly get 
most of its flack wasn't because it was women, but some of it was. I think yeah. a significant portion. A significant, I mean. Before anything was released. Before it was, before released, it was, like, it was no. released, a lot of people, um, specifically when they announced they were going to have an all-woman cast, and then um, I believe there were a few uh, plot leaks early on after the all-woman cast. It wasn't so much... The, um, they basically just said, let's take the old Ghostbusters and make it with women again. That's yeah. kind of where people yeah. drew the issue. Um, and again, it's not to say that the women were the issue themselves. Yeah. It was the way yeah. they approached it. I've you had know what people I mean? tell me that. Though, and that yeah. That's the issue. And I was like, okay, but we're like, not friends But, you anymore. know, looking, yeah. at, looking at Hollywood as, you know, a whole in Hollywood and the industry, um, Wes is right in that you don't just stop at the Oscars and say no. that the Oscars are white. The Oscars are judging a system that is primarily dominantly white yeah. which, it's a boys club. which you know sucks um mm-hmm. yeah. so you should really instead of just stopping at the oscars you should continue barreling forward through that glass wall break the glass wall and just be like no you know what instead of you know tom doing the score how about linda does the score mm-hmm. or instead of you know billy doing special effects you know have robin do it because even though billy just graduated college you know robin has you know 15 more years on special effects she can lead yeah. you know she shouldn't be underneath billy because he's male and white and you know even you know even if you know it was linda and you know chanel and linda happened to be a white female and then um linda happened to be a black female if linda has more experience then have linda lead like yeah it's yeah. not that hard you shouldn't go look linda. at someone <laughs> go linda, go linda. <laughs> like you shouldn't you shouldn't look at someone and compare them just by their race like you know you should be proud that you had someone that was as skilled as linda you know doing your special effects it shouldn't matter if she's a woman it shouldn't matter if she's you know black or or asian american or you know hispanic or anything Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. it should matter that what she put in the film was amazing yeah yeah and yeah we have this system where uh there was a woman uh katie chaplin of gals guide to the galaxy.com mm-hmm. mm-hmm. uh came to my women in tcom class where we specifically have this conversation that it really sucks if you're a woman <laughs> yeah. going into film and it sucks twice as bad if you're a woman of color going into film because um the guy who directed jurassic world and a woman who directed i think it was selma I'm mm-hmm. not entirely sure, but she's a woman of color. He's a white dude. They yeah. both had their start in, they both had indie films, entered mm-hmm. into the same fin- film festival, and uh, he was considered, she won. But then from there, the next project that they were each considered for, he got the bigger bud- budget and she got the smaller budget. And then he went on to do Jurassic World and she's still on a much smaller budget yeah which is statistically proven that women uh directors or in production at all will typically be given much smaller budgets than men and and you know when you look at um you know i I hate to use this example but it's one of the most prominent examples in my mind because i saw it everywhere but the uh female director and i hate this but i forget her name who directed twilight right um Mm -hmm. you know you saw her everywhere you haven't seen her as far as i i'm i know doing anything else and Mm -hmm. it's like in this system, you know, you're right. For a white woman to go into film is very hard. But for, you know, a person of color that's also a woman to go into film is even harder because women are scrutinized on every single yep. little uh-huh. thing they do in film. Every little mess up, every little, you know, even if the mistake isn't theirs, even if it's a special effects team, even if they're the only woman on that film, if the film does good, even if it does, you know, well, they're still scrutinized or mm-hmm. they're not considered or they're not talked about. 
it's almost as if if the film does well, people are like, oh, well, yeah, you know, you know it should have been good. Why should we recognize the yeah. fact that, you know, yeah. you should have <laughs> just made something good? But, you know, if they do bad, it's like they're representing the entirety. They're the token yep. female director. Yeah. And, and that's, that's that's not fair. One real quick. Um, you said Selma. I was trying to remember who, um, who produced that. Um, it was actually Oprah Winfrey. Uh, oh, <laughs> I remember yeah, reading she that. Was I was one like, of the producers. Yeah, yeah, I was like, that's where I remember that from. She was the, but, uh, one of the only like female producers. She was the for... first uh, black female, I think, um, to ever be nominated yeah. for producing, which is mm-hmm. says a lot um, that you have to have someone like Oprah Winfrey, yeah, you know, yeah. Over... kind of lead that charge when she's already, you know, so you know, out there, well, yeah. known, you know, I should yeah. say. But, Overall, um, the statistics are 14 black actors have won the Oscars in its mm-hmm. 88, 89 now year run. Wow. Yeah. There's a ratio there that's not very yeah. fun, guys. Um, to be fair to that statistic, about, I'd say, 50 of those years weren't the yeah. best for, uh, yeah. for, for <laughs> um, like, you know, racial tension, I'll say. But, um <laughs> But I mean, yeah, it's kind of sad. Dang, like um, Jim Crow, cough, cough. Yeah, (coughs) white people being awful. Yeah, no, but um, it's really and the diversity is there. But again, it goes back to um, when women enter into um this world and they produce something like Twilight, as you were Mm -hmm. saying, um, if it does poorly, um, it reflects a lot more on that category of person than it Mm -hmm. does like the like thousands of straight white men over here. If I like say I made a film. And I just threw it in there and it was complete crap. You know what I mean? And I'm yeah. kind of cutting myself off from the mic here, but it's complete crap. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, um, it's going to be just kind of washed away in the yeah. sea of like, like where okay. everyone is. Um, yeah. It's kind of like, oh, if, he was just going through something. It's, yeah, it was you know just a I mean? flop. He's not completely defined. If two or one of you two made a film, um, there's a lot less of you. So there's a lot less to pull from. So those bad standouts are a lot more noticeable yeah. mm-hmm. is what it is. And that's the issue is... Um, Again, it goes back to that equal representation. It is mainly white dudes. So, like, when a white dude makes a bad film, it's forgotten. When yeah. a female director makes a bad film, it's remembered. You know what right. I mean? And that's it, – it's hard to change that overnight. That's something you just need to change as best as you can yeah. going forward. And yeah, also, it just sucks because um, currently I cannot – I can't think of – no one comes to mind that's a person of color that's male that's been a prominent director – no, I can't think of anybody unless they were also an actor. Mm-hmm. Like, mm. I can't. No one, yeah. no one comes to mind, and that that right there is probably the biggest mm-hmm. problem yeah. as well. Which reminds me of I didn't have this on the outline, so forgive me, guys, for <laughs> throwing you into this. But uh, so this year at the Oscars specifically, <laughs> um, so Casey Affleck. Uh, his film Manchester by the Sea is nominated mm-hmm. for something or other. But Casey Affleck is a well-known creep. He's yeah. been known to uh, sexually oh. harass and borderline sexually assault women on his set. Oh, specifically, God. like, crawling into the bed of a sleeping woman what? and, like, petting her arm. Yeah, he, what? He's, he's, uh, a, he's a dirtbag. Yeah. <laughs> and he's nominated for yeah. an nominated. award? This yep. is Ben Affleck's brother. Which yeah. I think oh. Ben Affleck has even been like, yeah, he's a creep. I, um, yeah. If Ben Affleck is like, yeah, don't, don't. Oh, yeah, <laughs> don't listen to Ben Affleck. At the same time, the 
director, writer, actor, the main character actor, for a film which I hadn't previously heard of except for uh, its infamous name, but it's it's an entirely different spin, uh, Birth of a Nation, mm-hmm. uh, which is about a slave revolt mm-hmm. um, yeah. in 18... I don't remember. They, yeah. they reworked the, um, the original Birth of a Nation. Um, really old film. God, that's like 1920s, I want to say, if I remember yeah. correctly. Mm-hmm. Um, it's super racist. It's really <laughs> racist, but I mean... 1920s. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? It kind of reflected there. They remade it. God, that would have been last year. Mm-hmm. Um, tail end of last year, right before... Um, or no, actually, it was like right before Oscars last year, so it wasn't, I believe... It was no, still it in the running for this year. It was still years. in the running for mm-hmm. this year's, yeah. Um, but it was just like right before um, the Oscars came out last year. But anyway, um, God, yeah, that film, um, they kind of reworked the original plot to make it more of a point for, you know, modern times, you know what I mean? Um, Mm -hmm. It still held true to history back then, but they reworked it a little bit to make it true for that. Um, Yeah, that's basically all I have to say. Anyway, you were saying. Um, uh, The writer, director, main actor for that film was also caught up in a scandal in which mm -hmm. it was brought up that uh, a girl that he and his friend had gone to college with and they had allegedly raped, um, that she had killed herself. Oh, so wow. that's significant. Yeah, I mean, it's it's again, it's kind of hard to compare Casey Affleck being uh, yeah sexually assaulting and this guy <laughs> maybe having raped a yeah. woman. Yeah. Um, but Manchester by the Sea is still being considered, uh, and I haven't heard anything <clears throat> from Birth of a Nation, which tanked in. Yeah, it did. Yeah, yeah. tanked. It was not good. Phenomenally. Um. But, uh, and we talked about this in uh, this wonderful class that I'm about to go to, uh, <laughs> about how do you separate the artist from the art? Yeah. And yep. then there's this clear kind of bias. It's like, we're still looking at Casey Affleck's movie, but we're definitely not looking at the other one anymore. Yeah. Yep. Just like, why, why what, should... There's something different here, and guess what? It's race. <laughs> yeah. Guess what? It's race. <laughs> Yeah, um, it sucks to say that's the way it is, but um, I do believe you do need to try and separate. Um, it is shitty that Casey Affleck did all these things, but he still made the film. He still, If it's a good film, if it got recognized, his art still deserves to be recognized, whether or not he's the best type of person. You know what I mean? Right. Could go either way. Um, I, again, that comes to the argument of, I feel as if the general populace needs some sort of rubric. Yeah. And it would help to know, like, because even I don't know, and here yeah. I am being the host input, too. Um, I have a rough idea of, like, why they do it. I mean, there are some films that are very clearly doctored towards being an Oscar runner, yeah. you know what I mean? Um, La La and you Land. Can, yeah. Fried hard. Yeah, yeah it tried real <laughs> Poor hard. Poor La La and Land. it actually is, like, I believe a tied with Titanic and um, All About Eve for most nominations ever. Yeah. Um, so nominations yeah um there are some clear films like that um where they'll try and write specifically for those um you know categories and Mm -hmm. that's kind of where this issue i can see stemming from is you got some people so clearly trying to be an oscar winner Mm -hmm. as opposed to others where whether or not you know they have a crappy history um throughout their you know film acting career and then you have the others who are just crappy people that turned into actors you know what i mean Yeah. yeah like it's hard to yeah. separate that notion, but it's worth a shot at the very least because, um, again, it goes back to eliminating bias of all kinds, not just 
race, not just whether this person did this in the past, stuff like that. So, yeah. Yeah. It's hard because then we have uh, issues like Marlon Brando yeah. has done some bad stuff. A lot. A lot of bad stuff, but we still recognize him as being a phenomenal actor. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's what we should be able to do with any actor or actress um, of any race or age or gender, Mm -hmm. because, you know, they may be a really terrible person. And unfortunately, it really sucks. But even if they're a terrible person, if they're a great actor, actress, then, you know, they're a great actor, actress. But you should separate their personality from their art. Right. Because what they're representing in their art isn't necessarily them, which, you know suck yeah. sometimes i yeah. don't know how i feel about it necessarily because yeah. then uh like the devil's advocate argument could be like do we consider like pretend like a book exists that's not uh mein kampf by hitler and it was like a great book everyone loved it but it's like oh. but hitler still wrote it yeah. yeah and and i think you know and then another argument, you know, to what I just said could be, well, why should we celebrate someone who's awful? Why should we continue to feed their ego and mm-hmm. let them know that despite you doing all these awful things, here's an award? Um, you know, like, I think some people were upset that, you know, when Johnny Depp was accused of, you know, all mm-hmm. the um, sexual assault, which I haven't been able to read up on that, and, you know, against Amber Heard and the mm-hmm. domestic violence, he still was, I think, awarded for something. At somewhere, or he was nominated, or he got Uh, something. Big upset for me was when uh, found out that he was going to be in the Fantastic Beast movie. Yeah, a lot of people were like, "Wait, wait, Mm -hmm. wait, wait." Yeah, yeah. Right after the scandal. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, And that's the. There's got to be. I'm sure there is like some cutoff point. You know, where it's like your actions are a little too, you know, like cruel for you know, uh, for you to represent um, what this film was. which sucks because then it, you know, weighs heavily on the film, whether or not it's a good film. You know what I mean? Yeah. Which it, there's got to be a cutoff point. But um, I don't know where that is. I don't know where it because, is. Because uh, yeah, what's like, his name? Roman Polanski or whatever his name is. Uh, at some point, people were like, he's going to be considered for another Oscar, even though, you know, he's a pedophile yeah. and he had to flee the country. Specifically, like for stuff like that. OK, yeah, you should probably, you know, exclude them from it. But um. The thing about the exclusion, um, if you're going to exclude people like that, it needs to be equal to everybody. Yeah. Um, you can't just have somebody like Johnny Depp get away with, like, murder and then, you know, like, come back and yeah. win an Oscar where if, you know, a man of um, color did it, they'd probably, you know, get a, yeah. it'd be a little. It'd be an entirely different situation. Right. You know yeah. what I mean? You got to hold these standards to everybody equally. That's where it starts. Right. Yeah. So. Equality. Equality. Mm-hmm. Imagine that. So, uh, <laughs> as far as this year's Oscars go with uh, Hidden Figures and Moonlight and mm-hmm. Fences uh, all being considered, I think there is a definite increase in diversity. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. But uh, my question for you guys is, do you think that this is a result of hashtag Oscars no. so white? No, I don't think the Oscars no. paid attention at all to that hashtag. I think that... I think, though, that there might have been some changes to rubrics or and or the uh, committee that chooses these things, or they really paid attention to the fact that, oh, there are more diverse movies coming out. These need to be considered, or we noticed that people did enjoy, you know, Hidden Figures, did enjoy Moonlight, did enjoy Fences. So we should look at that more thoroughly. And so then they were like, you know what, this does have the material for an Oscar nomination. It kind of goes back to what I was saying earlier where um, you can't just say I'll make 
X movie every so often, and then that'll be, you know, the Oscar winner that year. Right. Um, you have to make these films because people want to make them. Um, I, and I believe uh, Naomi Harris, I remember you linking this quote right yeah. here. Yeah. Um, if you want to go ahead and read that, because it's yeah. actually a great quote. Uh, I pronounce it Naomi. I have no idea, though. Uh, Naomi Harris, yep. who is uh, up for Best Supporting Actress for her part in Moonlight, uh, said, I know that everyone thinks this year is a response to that whole campaign when, in fact, these films were in production or pre-production for years before all this. So they aren't actually a response to that whole argument. I don't like the way they're used as a response to that. And people are saying, isn't it amazing in a year how things have changed as a result of that campaign? And that's how I feel. Um, I agree totally with Naomi right there. You can't just say, um, we'll respond in the film world by making more of these films. Um, she basically said these films were getting made because people wanted to make them. Mm -hmm. That's what yeah. you need. You don't need people saying, okay, now let's go make um, – five different films with like um and all like minority you know cast you know yeah and then throw those into the oscar world you need to make these films because people want to see them because you want to make them because people want to star in them etc cetera, etc cetera. that's where you start you mm -hmm. need to make those the type of films that people want to watch as opposed to you know like god i don't even know um like what's up for an oscar this year that i was really like why <laughs> like i'm trying to remember um all of the bit are actually most of them were pretty good. Hell or High Water, I was, like, the only one on that list where I was, like, I don't understand why that's up here. Um, most, all these films, though, um, I have seen all of them with the exception of Manchester by Sea and Lion. But um, all of them are decent yeah. films. They're yeah. really good. Um, I enjoyed watching them all. And it really didn't cross my mind, you know, okay, this, like, you know, per, or this actor is, you know, minority. This is, you know, that's not what crossed my mind. What crossed my mind was... How do I like this film? What did I like mm -hmm. about it? What did I enjoy? What did I not mm -hmm. enjoy? You know, look at them critically and ignore, you know, racial bias. And that's where you start. Right. From there, that's how you move forward in my mind. And also, um, it does help, unfortunately, when actors, male and female that are white, recognize their privilege in this institution. Mm -hmm. Yes. Um, like Angelina Jolie and Leonardo DiCaprio immediately come to mind. How there was once um, when Angelina Jolie was accepting an award and she said, there could be... A woman out there who has the same skill as me can do the same things I can but was not given or presented with the same opportunities and mm -hmm. it is about being given those opportunities that brought me here mm -hmm. and I am thankful for those opportunities basically paraphrasing yeah. but that other woman should also be given those same opportunities yeah and you know Leonardo DiCaprio you know, paraphrasing you're not verbatim was was also like saying you know these people we're taking advantage of these people in these lands and yeah. we need to recognize that you know we have this privilege and we need to mm -hmm. use this to change yeah. and yeah. that also helps catapult you know other races other genders you know uh, like you know other movies that you know want and are being made currently yeah you know and by looking at that institution and being in in that institution and recognizing that yeah this is really white let's not be white yeah and it isn't just those two that admit that Hollywood is really white. There are a lot of other very prominent um, white actors and actresses that are like, yeah, we're uh, we're really white up in here. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. this isn't yeah. cool. <laughs> yeah. This is getting very noticeably bright. I can't, <laughs> yeah. I'm squinting under the lights. Oh, wow. Yeah. It's, I, I do think that the past couple awards seasons have been more indicative of the issue we have mm -hmm. as yep. a species, yeah. I'll say. Yeah. yeah, like, it's just... 
all over society society i'd say more it's yeah. almost like Speci- like species. what's wrong with the human race is what you're kind of saying we're right? like <laughs> there's there's is. some moments where i feel like you know uh, are the institutions you know by accident and by default do look at things that you know they've just been used to yeah, you know we it's always we're, been this way. humanity mm-hmm. humanity has a thing for patterns has yeah. a thing for familiarity and mm-hmm. has a thing for well you know this is the same thing we're comfortable with this we're not good with very sudden change <laughs> yeah. we're no. good with gradual change and i feel like that's sort of what we're finally entering is that gradual well now we have more than you know one black actor in the nomination oh next year oh we have three and next year oh well we have three films that were produced by you know people of color and oh well here's an entire movie about people of color and i feel as if you know some of them yes purposefully are, are racist but again the familiarity in that institution sometimes it just happens and yep. we, they don't mean to and then afterwards they realize oh crap yeah. <laughs> looking yeah. back oh crap hindsight's yeah. always twenty twenty. Exactly. Um, i do agree the gradual change is the route to go um i do believe it is happening but um a lot of it and i even talked about this on our i believe it was the women aren't funny mm-hmm. uh coven episode but anyway um a lot of society right now just likes to latch on to things for about like a month and then they forget them you know what yeah. i mean and that's that's an issue. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. you know what I mean? If we're going to try and change, um, you know, the institution um, that is Hollywood, quote unquote, um, you need to work at it constantly. You yeah. can't just say, I'll work at it this year for the next co- upcoming o- Oscars. God, I can't talk today. Um, <laughs> I can't work. You just, you got to focus yeah. on it. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, yeah, there's got to hammer away. Yeah. yeah. It's chipping away at this massive institutionalized racism Mm -hmm. that we've had for Mm -hmm. years and years and years and we're not going to get there right away no but that doesn't mean that we stop working at it and stop uh trying to highlight when there's successes for people of color and when there's successes for uh diversity and being inclusive especially in award shows because like we said earlier i think award shows essentially are being like here we respect you Mm-hmm. Here you are being recognized for your achievements and that you're valid as what you are in your career and that other people like you can aspire to that because and success will be there eventually. I feel like um, even nominations when it's the Grammys and, you know, the Oscars, especially yep. for the Oscars, even being being able to say, oh, well, I was nominated is, you know, a respect thing, yeah. you know, like to, to oh, even how they advertise some of the movies like. Yeah. Academy Award nominee, yeah. like, it's, you know what I mean? It's just saying the yeah, yeah, nominations. Like, like, it's, it's you know, but again, that goes to the respect thing. It It's, you know, if there's a, you know, young woman of color that sees Viola Davis, you know, up and it's like, oh, well, she's won this because of her talent or she was nominated for this because of her talent, that young, you know, actor can, you know, be like, well, I saw this woman represented and she looked like me mm-hmm. and she got nominated. She was respected by this institution, so I can be respected to yeah yeah representation matters yeah and that's what yeah. we talk about here at the coven podcast yeah mm-hmm. thank you all for joining me tonight i have been your host daily wilhelm joining me today was the lovely wes womble and the wonderful cora wilson thank you all for listening tonight you can check out all our other content here at bitebsu.com or on our soundcloud at ball state daily we're on youtube too Hell yeah, yeah. bite bsu Check uh, it out there. Do it. Yeah. We get analytics. Just yeah, do analytics it. Analytics from there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, just like, do it. Yeah. Just do it, as uh, Shia LaBeouf 
Academy Award winning actual actor. cannibal yeah. Shia LaBeouf. <laughs> yeah, like, right like, now, I'm pretty sure. Probably, but like yeah. he just like after like God, what was it? Transformers, one of them. He just dropped off the face of the earth. Actual right. cannibal Shia LaBeouf. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But you can always find us on a certain <laughs> part of the earth. Here. Not actual cannibals. Uh, yeah, not actual cannibals. <laughs> Maybe. Here at ByteBSU.com. Be sure to check out some of our other podcasts, some past episodes of The Coven. And uh, we also talk about the Oscars over at the Anime A-Team and how salty we are over your name not being nominated, even though it's the highest grossing animated movie ever. So mm-hmm. you can tell that I'm really thrilled about that. But I was thrilled <laughs> for you guys to join me tonight. Thank you. Stay magical.